episode of Serial Coma. Radio. Oh. <laughs> Technical <Welcome>. glitch. <laughs> Technical glitch. We are still working out the kinks of our first episode of Serial Coma, which is a good name for us, given that I feel like we're both comatose right now. I am one of your hosts, Malata yes. Chardy, and my co-host is uh, Elizabeth Carey uh, Mahone. Yes, and we are self-styled, <laughs> not self-styled. We're fairly legitimate soap experts at this point in our life. Uh, so why don't we just dive right in with the uh, biggest uh, happenings of the week? <laughs> sure. Where should we start? There was so much. Um, I'd say the biggest news rocking the industry right now is um, the return of Steve Burton to General Hospital. Uh, yes, Steve Burton. Okay, so you know that I am not a huge Steve Burton fan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're going to by saying that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, it's not – I'm sure he's probably a lovely person. I just – when he was on General Hospital before, it became the Jason and Sonny show. And mm-hmm. when he left – there was some balance in the show, and now, who knows? First of all, we don't know who he's going to be playing. Although, this week on the show, they set up various scenarios of how they're potentially bringing him back. Um, Billy Miller, who came in and replaced Steve Burden as Jason, was his character, New Jason, was uh, shot by a Russian mobster and has been in a coma. And in this past week, while he's been in the coma, we have not actually seen Jason's face. We just see a body. So there Mm -hmm. is the potential that when he wakes up on Tuesday, that it could be Steve Burton and lying in the bed. And they're just going to (laughs) forget this whole thing about the new face. And blah, 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 blah. I don't think so. I feel like that would just be, I guess I, because I was reading, you know, reading up too, and with people promising that that wasn't the case, that he wasn't replacing him, that they were actually keeping both actors. So I think we can, we can at least hope they're not going to pull a Max Holden, you know, which is one of my favorite. Thank God. That was my favorite de-recasting of all daytime where they forgot. Oh, and James DePiva came back. Yes, and they totally ignored the fact that he had gotten plastic surgery to look like uh, Nicholas Walker, who was blonde and skinny. And, you know, you and see Max shorter. in a brothel. And shorter. And you see Max in a brothel, like, with a bunch of, as, as you do, I guess, when you come back, you know, okay. surrounded by all these okay. uh, ladies of the evening. And he just so winks it's the not camera. Gonna be... <laughs> so it's not, okay, so that scenario is off the table. So there are two other scenarios. So there's the Franco who um, his imaginary friend may not have turned out to be imaginary. And there's this whole thing of it may be old Jason. um, And he's trying to figure out why he has a picture of him when he was a little boy and who he thinks is Jason. That's not his imaginary Hmm. friend. Hmm. And of course, Heather, Heather won't talk to him in the loony bin. So he brings his, his adopted mother, who's no longer played by James Franco's mother, um, mm-hmm. 
to poor Charles for his, you know, art opening. And she says that she's going to tell him the truth, but this is a soap opera. So chances of that happening anytime soon, it's not going to happen. So there's that scenario that Hmm. Jason may have had a twin or Franco may have had a twin and there was a baby switch or something. <laughs> that sounds kind of more scenario. Likely. Uh, that sounds okay, so that's one scenario. Because, yeah. Well, especially since they love Franco and they've bent over backwards to keep that character and make him relevant. And um, and Roger I mean, just signed another new. He just signed a new contract. Right. So he's not so going what anywhere. Right. So what better way to keep him relevant and tied to the canvas if not to reinforce his connection to the two Jasons or to his twin right. brother and the real Jason or whatever cockamamie. Okay, so what's the third scenario? Lay it on me. The third scenario is, so this week, Ava Jerome, as, as um, Nina likes to call her, Ava Jerome, you know, very <laughs> French, um, decided that to take Valentin Cassidyne up on his offer to whisk her off to Russia for this cutting-edge surgery that can heal her scars because she feels that Dr. Handsome Man of God, Griffin, rejected her because of her scars and he won't have sex with her. But that's a whole other <laughs> issue because... So she feels that if she's beautiful again, Dr. Handsome Man of God will forget his vows and and sleep with her. <laughs> so she goes to so she goes to Okay, so she's in Russia in this clinic. And she sees this guy. Yeah, I know. And Ava and, and Anna's all Anna's all pissed off at Griffin for possibly maybe having feelings for Ava. So that's a whole other story. So anyway, Ava's in this clinic. And she sees this dude in the wheelchair, and he's got a mask on, and he's staring out of the window. And uh, this woman comes in and says, no, you can't talk to him. And Ava's like, why? And she says that he comes from a very wealthy family, and he fell into Mm -hmm. the water, hint, 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 from a high, and he had a psychotic break. So either they're bringing back Nicholas, with a new actor, and they haven't said anything, which would make sense because the scene before it had Valentine holding a Castine family tree, and he dropped uh-huh. it, and the glass broke, and he cut his finger, and the blood dripped on Nicholas's name. Ooh, so, that's not subtle at all. what if Steve that Burton is... comes back as Nicholas Cassadine? Oh my God, that would be the most. I think that would be. <laughs> that's the best out of the three, just because it's utterly. Balls to the wall, hilariously, just what? what? Insane. Yeah, yeah. It's completely insane. Because everyone thinks that it's going to be the... the twin thing, but no, he's going to be Nicholas Cassadine. Because if you think actually... about it, mm-hmm. if you think about it, he does kind of look blonde. He could be Stefan and, well, not Stefan, Stavros and Laura's son. I love that you said Stefan because we all believe that anyway. That's just that's, that's yeah. I mean, I always believe that Stefan was really Nicholas's biological father, no matter what the storyline said. So he Ditto. does kind of look, he does kind of yeah. look like Stephen Nichols and and Jeannie yeah. Francis. It could work. So that's, I mean, that's it a would possibility. Also be different. 
I think it would be different. Yes. Because we're so tired of the the twins, the whatever, I mean, the tale of two Todd's. We don't want, we saw the tale yeah. of two Todd's. You know, we don't need to see that again. Like, the tale of two Jasons. Yeah, the tale of two Jasons. Who needs that? Like, let's let's do something new. And if you're going to bring Steve Burton back, have him play a different character, I mean, has a soap done that? I'm trying to think. I feel like it's been done, but maybe not in quite such a brazen way. Um, well, yeah. I mean, on Days of Our Lives, they killed off Josh Taylor's Chris Kozicek and then brought him mm-hmm. back years later as Roman. As Roman. Right, right, right. And then and that was, that was, Wayne Northrup, okay. who played Roman, came back and played a different character. Alex. Right. He played Alex What's-His-Face, the villainous dude. Yes. Alex What's-His-Face. <laughs> I'm really good at this. <laughs> and I'm not even drunk. Um, <laughs> so it is, it is possible that they could bring Steve Burton back and not have him be involved in that whole Quartermain, Morgan, Franco world, it would give it would give Steve Burton something different to play than just Agreed. walking around in a black T-shirt. Yeah, I think, and I think um, that would actually be interesting to me because we are so tired of Stone Cold Black. I mean, we, as in you and me, I, I don't venture yeah. to speak for any other fans, but just we us are so too. tired. Of, just us two, um, that we are so tired of Stone Cold Steve, Steve Burton, Jason, and the Sunny Show, and all of that, and to actually put him on a different part of the canvas would be refreshing. I agree. Um, yeah, and, and then see are. who he see who he sparks with. You know, I mean, you could even revisit the Nicholas Liz storyline and just make it a love triangle with Liz, Nicholas, and Franco. I'm yeah. not thrilled about that, but you know it would be a way, you know, of doing that or giving him other people to play with, you know, see how he sparks with uh, um, Emmy Rylan as Lulu and that whole thing. I mean, he he would still have a connection to the Sunny Canvas because of Dante. Yeah, and still, it would not be the same line. old, same old. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Sonny's in every single storyline, no matter what. Swear to God, somebody has a baby. Sonny has to show up and kiss it. <laughs> um, I'm just so yeah. I'm so I'm so tired. I was very happy the other day. Um, I was just watching Friday's episode where Monica yelled at Sonny for you know potentially taking away another of her sons, but then of course she had to back off. You know, five minutes later and say, "Oh, I shouldn't be yelling at you." For this because Jason made his choices. I'm like, no, Monica, you absolutely should be yelling at Sonny. You could yell at him about Don't apologize. Ever. Don't apologize for your anger at the fact that this man not only killed your firstborn, AJ, but took away your other son, Jason, um, for years yeah. and has gotten him shot like 18 zillion times. Right. You have and every right actually- to be angry. Right. And I think this is a good segue into a character who is becoming very similar to Sonny. Um, and that would be Bold and the Beautiful Bill, who they've sort of set up as like this cross now. I mean, he started out very different, in my opinion. But now he's like this cross between Sonny and Victor, Victor Newman on YNR. Yes. This like absolutely totalitarian, kind of this, this dark character, this villainous mogul that you're still supposed to kind of want to bang. 
and and I I'm having a trouble with the second part there. I I don't find Bill bangable anymore because he's become I think he's just beyond redemption and it's not because he burned yeah. down a building. Like to me burning down a building is like something stupid and soapy. It's his behavior with the his loved ones, his supposed loved ones that is it's it's kind yeah. of like that it's kind of like when Sonny shot Carly in the head. Like I feel like we've crossed Intersex that brain. Rubicon. Intersex brain. But I, I feel like we've crossed that Rubicon with Bill, but not I mean, you could say when he punched Liam in the face this week with his giant ring and cut, you know, and actually cut Liam's face. But I also think that Bill's change has been, you know, th- that was a, a physical moment, but it's been verbal. His his um, mostly verbal abuse over the last, God, year probably that's been disgusting. Well, yeah, it it kind of all started for me. And yes, I've lost my lady boner for Bill Spencer as well. Um, mm-hmm. It all started for me the way that he treated Katie towards the end of their marriage when she was drinking and yeah. feeling really vulnerable about the fact that he, I mean, Brooke told her husband that she was in love with him and that whole thing and, and Bill trying to keep Brooke as, you know, his little sex toy in the sex room in his office. And mm-hmm. basically, like, at the same time telling Katie that she's crazy, you know, he's committed to her, he has no feelings for Brooke, when he actually did. And it was almost in a way, like, not quite gaslighting her, but really yeah. sort of, like, ignoring her and tr- really treating her like dirt towards the end. And then, like, threatening yeah. to take Will away from her and that right. whole thing. And then, you know, just the way... Um, when Brooke was dithering between him and Ridge before, you know, and then he, Mm -hmm. like, blew off the wedding and everything. It's just, he's become really very much my way or the highway. Yeah. And he was never really that way before. Agreed. I feel like... and, And the disdain that he started to show for Liam in the past year. For Liam so, wanting to do good. Yeah, it's so homo. It's it's you know what? It's it's misogynistic and it's homophobic. Like it's a constant barrage of comments about how Liam's not manly enough. And yeah. and it's and you know his implications that Liam and Jarrett were lovers when they went off to interview Sally. I was like, what the hell is that? Like the audacity and also the the audacity for a show with with no with basically no contract gay men. I mean, Jared, they've implied over the years that Jared is gay, but he's a recurring character. And then for them to have the audacity to have one of their leading male characters make comments like that, like, it's just, it's gross. It's not heroic. Like, particularly since, his own son. You know. Yeah, and particularly, it makes no sense to me because, you know, they took the tech with Bill when Karen revealed that she was gay, Bill's sister Karen. Right. Um, yeah. But he was okay with it. You know, he was fine. You know, Karen was afraid to tell him because she thought right. he was going to fly off the handle and everything. But he right. was okay with it. He was like, I still love you. You're my sister. But then, actually, the whole Maya storyline, it actually does go back further than that. When he was going to, A, first he um, tried to blackmail oh, Maya her. before he knew the whole But even before he knew the whole story um, oh, right. about her being transgender, remember, because Caroline wanted Rick he was going to out oh. Maya as being a felon and that whole thing. And he oh, blackmailed right. her then. 
but then the transgender thing, he, like, you know, made lots of comments about that, and he outed her then, which was appalling. Yeah. yeah. Seriously you're, appalling. You know, really think about it. He's been appalling. He's been appalling for years when you really start laying it out. Uh, yeah, the transphobic comments. And then all of a sudden now he's not really okay with Karen anymore because comments about how he doesn't want Douglas raised in a house of women because his nephew will suddenly, again, I guess turn out like Liam, turn out to not be manly. Like, if you yes. have a father figure, like, like, and that's why, that's why Thomas had to go and that's why he lied Caroline. about Caroline being sick because, you know, Thomas needed to go be a father so that, you know, Douglas could grow up to be a man. Jesus Although, Lord. seriously, you know what? he's going to, he's going to teach Douglas how to like burn down his preschool. That's what Thomas is going to teach him. You know, like, yeah. like Thomas, yeah, Thomas, Thomas is no, no role no model. Pride. No role well, model for a nice young man. Let's not forget all of Thomas's sins. I mean, we're getting off the topic of Bill, but let's not forget, you know, Thomas's sins. You know, uh, trying to kill, you know, Rick. Um, yeah. You know, seducing Caroline when she was hopped up on cold medication, and I'm still, I'm still pissed that they backed off in that storyline. Oh, that and was they, totally a rape. I'm sorry. Like, well, the way it was filmed, she had the anti-anxiety medication, and he started pouring her wine, and she was clearly And she had cold medication it. on top of it. And she was out. She yeah, was, so they backed off on that and made Carolyn yeah. be like, oh, no, I really did, did subconsciously want Thomas. And then, you know, the Brooks storyline where he pretended that they had sex when they were hopped up on berries on the oh, island. Right. Yeah, basically, these, God, they're, both, they're all scum. I mean, I think this is kind of why, I've, even though Liam and his do-gooderness has frustrated me on occasion, that, like, you know, he's one of the guys I do appreciate. I mean, part of that is also that Scott Clifton is really good. But he's so different from these other guys on the show who are super alpha and super entitled um, that yeah. wishy-washy, wishy-washy beta hero stuff is actually refreshing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, because it's different, and and it's fascinating because you know original recipe Ridge, um, uh-huh. with his scarves was kind of yeah. beta. I mean, he wasn't Agreed. really he wasn't really an alpha male, and then no. when they recast him with Torsten, um, all like, of a sudden oh. Ridge became an alpha yeah. male bully. Agreed. So, yeah, it's, so it is kind of nice to have. Liam, who's clearly beta, who clearly wants to do good things, and mm-hmm. and you're right. I used to get frustrated with him when he was torn between Hope and Steffi, and he couldn't, yeah. you know, he couldn't figure out which way his penis was going, type right. thing. Um, but once he decided that Steffi was his woman, you know, I yeah. kind of liked the fact that you know, um, he went after her full throttle, even when she was married to. Wyatt. He was like, no, you, you yeah. should be with me. You need to be with me. We're going to make life. I like it. He almost never did with Hope. No, he didn't. So I re- And he's also grown up a lot. And, and I, I actually like that we're seeing like a darker side to him, but that he's also rooting it in his core beliefs of wanting to make Spencer better. Um, I actually loved it when we found out that Spencer has shitty health benefits. <laughs> I was like, that's realistic and I believe it. I 100% believe. Yeah, I totally believe that Bill would skimping would be skimping on health benefits for his employees. I yeah, totally you know believe that. Yeah, he doesn't that. Give good amounts of maternity leave either. Like, I just, 
<laughs> and he probably doesn't give dental either. Dental's probably an extra cost. I bet. You know, you know, and you know he doesn't give paternity leave. Maternity leave, maybe, but paternity, well, unless you're Thomas. <laughs> then he gives all the paternity leave. You can ask. Yeah, he permanent paternity leave. Yeah, I'm sure, like, if Steffi got pregnant, um, if Bill was still at the helm and Leah wanted to take off, like, a month of paternity leave, Bill would have just, you know, torn a strip off him and say, like, what do you need? Oh, you're going to breastfeed the baby? Is that what you're oh going to do? I could actually You know, while Steffi's in the office? That. I could hear that coming from his mouth. I mean, that's – I mean, it is a credit to the writers that they have – and Don Diamant's doing a brilliant job. I don't want to, like, downplay that at all. He is, he is. It's, hello? Did I lose you? Hello? Hello? Technical difficulty. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Sorry about Hello? that. Hello. <laughs> yeah. For whatever reason. Technical difficulty. <laughs> Technical difficulties. You know what? Blog Talk Radio clearly doesn't like us dishing on Bill. They're Bill Spencer fans. <laughs> um, they must be. No, but I was trying to praise him. I was trying to say that Don Diamond and the writers are clearly having a blast making Bill such a villain. Uh, which yeah, I mean, Don's me. killing it. I mean, Don's yeah. really killing he, it. And I love that man. You know, like, I, he gets really good hugs. I mean, he's a good man. He's a great guy. You know, and I'm in and no his seven way sons. Him, but <laughs> no, I mean that's that's yeah. a testament to his talent. Is that you know he makes you frustrated and angry and want to throw things at Bill, and then you know there were certain moments like in yesterday's episode when he was talking to Brooke, when you mm-hmm. know he was expressing remorse about hitting Liam and Liam and he did with Steffi, yeah. but then he would backtrack and go, you know, he's being disloyal to me and yeah, I gave him is- everything again. So, you know, it's, it's I great- feel personally that he lost a lot of his humanity when he and Katie split up. Because Katie was kind think- of like his conscience, his humanity. Agreed. And I loved that relationship. I did. Uh, but now I could, I would never want her going back to him. I hope she bones Wyatt's no. bone town forever. Like, and I hope she rubs it in Bill's face. <laughs> I hope so. I can't, I, I have to say, I cannot wait for that reveal when he finds out that his other son has also mm-hmm. been disloyal to him because you know he's going to see Wyatt sleeping with Katie as a betrayal and him being Absolutely. disloyal. Maybe he can throw some barbell. You know, he's like, going to be like, he's going to be like, I have no sons except for Will, but he's only five, so I have to wait for him to grow up before I can ruin him. But I have no sons. Watch Will accidentally <laughs> knock over Sky the tower, and then he'll disown the kid too. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, it's going to be Katie. You know, it, because of this, it's going to be Katie wanting to temper how much time. Bill spends with Will because she's going to be, again, be scared that Will is going to grow up to be like Bill. 
you know, there's a lot of good stuff to play, I will say, that in, in Bill Becoming This Dark. And, and again, kudos to Don for carrying it. Um, so we have about, like, less than five minutes left, and I know you wanted to talk about the um, yes. reboot of Dynasty. Pilot of Dynasty. And, uh, the pilot of Dynasty. The commercials, I wasn't thrilled. So you've actually seen the pilot. So Yes, I saw the pilot last Sunday at the Paley Center. And like you, I wasn't thrilled. And, you know, I loved the reboot. Well, not really the reboot. It's not really re- the continuation they did of Dallas for three seasons. I thought it was great that they focused on the the next generation uh, with uh, John Ross and Christopher, or the Christopher yeah. turned out not to be, but uh, also Cliff's daughter. I love that. So I was Me kind too. of like, I was kind of like thinking, well, I don't understand why they aren't doing the next generation of Dynasty with Fallon and Jeff's kids and, yeah, you know, Stephen and Sammy Joe's kids. Why are they going back and doing a complete reboot? Um, yeah. So I was, I was like, okay, impress me. And I have to say, yeah. I mean, it's done by the people, uh, the creators of Gossip Girl. Right. Um, so I mean, that, that was a fun show for a while. Yeah. So I have to say, like, from what I saw from the pilot, there were things that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, the differences between uh, old school dynasty and new school dynasty are the new dynasty is set in Atlanta, not Denver. Mm-hmm. Wow. So instead, of, so it's Carrington Atlantic. So um, and they and they actually filmed it in Atlanta. So that's well, that's good. That's good for you know Atlanta actors. So you know Fallon is in this is still feisty and bitchy, mm-hmm. but she's actually ambitious and really wants to work at Carrington Atlantic. She's expecting to be the COO of the company. So she's okay. you know she's a real go getter ambitious, ballsy character this time. Not the kind of – and then kind of more of an ingenue originally, right? Yeah, like this sort this, of – Yeah, this is – yeah, this this Fallon is not an ingenue. This Fallon is a power player, which awesome. is which is interesting, okay. interesting dynamic. Also, Crystal in this version, she's, um, she's Latina, and she's mm-hmm. also ambitious. She's not a secretary. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. is um, a PR – Maven in the company who has like fantastic ideas. Mm-hmm. So again, you had that dynamic. So you have these two ambitious women who are clawing for the top of Carrington Atlantic. So that adds an extra that, dimension to their relationship other than I don't like you because you're going to be my stepmother and you're young and pretty. And I don't like you right. because you're a bitchy. I mean, Fallon still has daddy issues. I mean, that's right. still part of the story. The other difference is this Stephen is openly gay and proud of it. You know, Yay. he's not, yeah, he's not kind of, you know, wishy-washy, I'm in the closet, I'm out of the closet, I'm in the closet, out of the closet. Mm-hmm. The only problem is, you know, he's got some nice bitchy one-liners, but he's still kind of bland. You know, Aww. he doesn't, I mean, the great thing about uh, Al Corley and um, Jack Coleman is, you know, there's Stephen had a vulnerability and was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, twisted. And he, this guy, he's just kind of, at the moment, just kind of a, a he's gay and he's environmentally friendly. Okay. Those are his twin now, characteristics. Now, so. <laughs> That's his character. Okay. So would you say, would you say thumbs up or thumbs down just based on the pilot? 
to Dynasty. I would say thumbs up, but the only quibble that I have, and, and we've talked about this before briefly, mm-hmm. is, you know, Jeff's African-American and Michael, the chauffeur, is African-American. Mm-hmm. So it's two black guys fighting over a white chick. Ugh. Yeah, not a fan of that. You know, over Fallon, and it's just... And it's kind of like, you know, episode. as the show, yeah, because, you know, at the moment the optics are, you know, really, but at the same time, you know, Michael, the chauffeur, makes 200K a year as a chauffeur. And I'm like, maybe I'm looking wow. at the wrong guys that I date. <laughs> maybe oh, I need too. to find a guy and who, who chauffeurs for right, a rich white guy. <laughs> right, me too. And we can discuss that next week on our next podcast. Yes. Because we are out of time. <laughs> when we, you know, eventually put up this link. We are so happy that you are with us and bear with our technical difficulties. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, the the second episode will have worked the kinks out. (laughs) We will. We will. Hopefully they won't cut us off when we talk about Bill. So thank you and goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Goodbye. Talk to you soon. Goodbye.